Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. Well, today we're in for a special treat as we go behind the scenes of our very own television series on health and wellness, which is currently airing on NTV. Now, we're really fortunate here at The Wall Show to reach our listeners each week with this radio show on VOCM and now on television. We hope that each episode helps you live a healthier life. Well, joining us are the creative forces behind our TV series on health and wellness. With us today are Braden King, founder and creative mastermind of Their Media, and James McKinnon, an accomplished cinematographer and Banff Center for Arts and Creativity alumnus. Together, they'll be sharing their unique experiences of working on our show, shedding light on the storytelling process, and giving us an exclusive look at the magic that goes into creating a captivating production. As we embark on a global journey to explore wellness practices around the world, Braden and James will also share what they're looking forward to in our upcoming adventure. So without further ado, let's dive into our conversation with Braden and James. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, uh, Mike. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mike, for having us. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to have you guys on because we work together all the time and a lot of people may not know how involved you've been with the different productions we've done. Uh, Braden, for example, you you helped me with my very first podcast promo and James, you've been helping us with our TV show and Braden as well. So, you know, today I thought I would get you guys on. We could talk a little bit about the unique perspective you guys have had about learning about health, you know, through basically osmosis of working with the productions over the time. So, you know, maybe we should start off with the people listening with a little bit of a background, you guys. James, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, my name is James. I work in the film industry, mainly in camera. I've done everything from film and TV to commercials and social media stuff. And uh, this show is by far the coolest project I've worked on. So happy to happy to be here, guys. <laughs> That's wicked. That's wicked. Well, I'm really glad you said that. That's, that makes me feel good because we spent a heck of a lot of time together. Uh, Braden. Yeah, ditto. It's a, it's a sick project. Um, yeah, my name is Braden. I also work in the, the film and creative industry. I, uh, I usually tell people it's, I work in creative, um, whether that's through advertising, filmmaking, or now documentary storytelling, you know, I help people express their vision through different platforms. And it's so funny because our connection is such a Newfoundland connection between everybody in this group. I mean, uh, James, your father was a professor that taught me university when I moved here to do my master's, and I know him really well. Uh, Braden, I worked with your father offshore, but you grew up across the street from me. So there's right a right across the street. Couldn't be closer. <laughs> yeah, literally, mm -hmm. your dad would help us out with the driveway all the time. So that's Newfoundland for you. And, you know, and so maybe mm -hmm. you guys could explain what you guys do in the show and what your role is, because I think a lot of people might not get an appreciation for just how many hats you have to wear. Sure. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> my title is director. Um, so, you know, I feel like a lot of people have uh, a sense of what a director does on a set or a small crew. But for this particular project, I feel like the definition of that is is quite different uh, because we're such a small crew. But, you know, as director, I guess my role is to make sure that the 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 show stands true to the brand that it's trying to create. And, and when I say brand, I sort of mean what our vision is and what we're actually trying to tell people and who our target audience actually is. So basically, yeah, my role is kind of keeping all those puzzle pieces together and making sure that it's cohesive with what our actual message is. And, and James, yourself. Well, like you said, we all wear many hats on this small yes. crew, but my main one would be director of photography, which entails pretty much piggybacking off of Braden's ideas and his vision uh, for the show and trying to bring that to life visually. My other main role would be of a story developer, mm -hmm. we could say. I think that I think that's fair to say with a 
series like this, there's a lot of unknowns when we go into a production, into a scene. And I just try my best to help guide the story in the edit. So it comes out the best for the final product. And just to add to that too, like, I think me and James working together is like fundamentally crucial for the project to be successful because like it, we're, we're completely uh, working off of each other's ideas. Like there's, there's no frame that can be set up without, you know, my vision put into it and there can be no vision created without a beautiful frame. So, you know, working hand in hand together with James is, is, is so important for this project. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take it to a bigger level. You know, what are we trying to accomplish? You guys said true to our brand. And I, I think that, you know, trying to educate people about health, I think that when you look at different mediums people consume these days, because they do consume them, how important is that medium to getting a message across, especially one as important as health? Well, I may be biased because I've always considered film and video to be my favorite medium of expression. But I just think in today's age, video is just simply the best way to transmit information to people for many different reasons. Okay. Maybe Brady, you yeah. can work. I know what that. you mean. I know what you mean. And I just want to take a step back real quick and just kind of describe what a brand is for people who aren't like totally hundred percent. Cause people might think brand and they're like, Oh, like, are you selling a product or something? But that's like the, just one version of a brand. And really, if you just think about what a brand is, it's, we have a message and we have an audience that we want to tell it to. And through that, we create a community, which is called a brand essentially. Right. So we're just creating a, a community of people who want to hear something that we, that we're knowledgeable about and we have to say, but I think the cool thing about establishing this brand through video, especially is that we, we have our core audience, but we also have the ability to attract a new audience through entertainment. And that's a whole different section of what we're trying to do. Like a part of it is our ability to share what we know, but then also display it in a way that's like, if you didn't know anything about it, you still want to tune in because it's entertaining. So that's a really cool aspect of, of why video is so important. Well, I think that's a perfect uh, segue to exactly why we need to do a show like this. And that's because Mm. the people that don't know are the people that we need to tune in because health seems to be a a topic that some people really dive into and other people don't. And I think from my personal side of things, doing a program like this is a way of getting people to hear a message that it might be too stagnant if it came in a book or too prescriptive if it came from somebody in a, a doctor's office, even in some cases. So I think that, you know, creating something that's, that's fun to watch, that's enjoyable is important. And that's why you guys have been such a critical element to the whole thing. And I think that for people listening, you know, there are a lot of steps in the process. Can you guys walk me through some of the the different challenges you have had developing programs and working particular on this one? Oh God, where do we begin on that one, James? I think it really begins with, with Mike. I don't know. I feel like Mike should start off this answer. It all starts from the production, from the research. You know, it means nothing to pull up and shoot a really pretty scene. If it, if the people you're talking to and the information isn't there, you know, it's not worthwhile. Mm-hmm. So it definitely starts with research and finding the right people to put in front of the camera. Yeah. I think, I think you could even talk about it from three different perspectives and it's super simple when it comes to these terms, it's like pre-production, production, and post-production. And these all have different elements of how you put it together. Pre-production, like you mentioned, James, is like the research that's behind it. Like it's so crucial to understand the topics that you want to actually dive into and extract even deeper information. You need to know surface level what you're actually talking about and why you even want to talk about it. And then production wise, I mean, my God, the, the challenges that me and James have had that we've overcome in, you know, certain ways have been, have been crazy. Like from 
being such a small team, you know, collecting, collecting audio channels, uh, making sure everything flows smoothly story-wise, that the frames are properly done, the lighting is set up the way we want it, that we're hitting record. You know, there's so many technical challenges that come with telling a good story. And then, of course, all that story is told in post-production, which is a whole different world. When I look back at some of the episodes, we're going to chop up some of these longer interviews we've had because there was so much great content and and play these on the radio over the next coming weeks. What were some of the topics that you guys found really resonated with you coming from a background that wasn't immersed in health like myself? When we interviewed people on the street in the pedestrian mall who we didn't really know we were going to interview, you know, they weren't an expert or anything like that, but they provided information that was very interesting to hear, like based on the knowledge that they have about particular topics, specifically diabetes for this one, that people just don't even understand how to avoid getting diabetes in the first place, let alone the actual, you know, disease itself. It's just crazy to, to sit down with someone and understand how little they know about a, a subject. And then you start to wonder how much do I even know about that subject? So that was quite interesting uh, being the viewer of all these experts that we that we interviewed and then learning all, all of the things that they know about a specific topic and how it could change the lives of so many people if you also knew that. So mm. it's pretty, uh, pretty surreal. And you don't know what you don't know, I guess, right? James, what about you? Well, yeah, like Brandon said, it is it was very eye-opening to meet these people of the community, which are our viewers. These are the people we're keeping in mind throughout this whole process. And it, it was it was made clear to me in that day that health literacy may not be where we think it is. And that can be a little concerning at some points, but there was also many times in the show the production of the first season where we were able to take away a much more lighthearted and happy uh, message. Uh, what sticks out with me was the laughter episode. Mm. I haven't looked at people laughing the same since then. Like since we saw the brain scans and like how it just lit up completely when uh, someone would laugh. Like every time I, anytime I see someone laugh now, I just think like, wow, that's like actually helping their brain right now. Like that's improving the, their health. They're not just <laughs> happy in the moment. This is helping them in the long run, really. Mm. So I yeah, it changes that. your own perspective. That's a really great takeaway for sure. And you don't even realize it. I think if we could subconsciously change other people's, AKA our viewers perspective while they're watching, like that's a, that's a big win right there. Well, I think that's also been a huge learning opportunity for us. And that is that it's hard to, for any of us, because some of the topics we're diving into, a lot of them I knew quite well, even this season, we're going to be looking at things I kind of know and I'm interested in, but you can't pre-plan an episode about something you don't fully understand yet. And so maybe you guys can comment on how, going through this first season and seeing this thing and having this very laid out kind of structure we initially thought was going to be the right one is going to be changing going forward. Where we're going to be exploring a bunch of things that we don't truly understand and we don't even understand how it's going to play out yet. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, the way we kind of formatted season one, when we look back at it was, you know, you had an idea that you were interested in, but also knowledgeable about, and you went to pursue a conversation with someone about that topic. And through that, you, you know, you, you both had learnings and things that you could talk about and different angles that you could approach the, uh, the, the topic. But we've kind of branched away from that a little bit because we understand that there, there is so much unknown and there's so much that we can learn. 
the whole season two is changing the, 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 the way we even approach our, our interviews now. And I think like having an open mind going into these interviews is going to allow for questions that we couldn't have ever pre-planned. Um, which is going to give us answers that we we never knew we, we we could have gotten knowledge that we couldn't have gotten. And the way that the story flows, it can be completely different than what we could ever plan. And I think that's, I think that's the way to properly do a documentary like this. What do you think, James? I agree. I do think it will help our brand. Like you said, in the first season, we covered topics that Mike was very familiar with, with some room for growth, for sure. And exploration for sure. But like you said, this season, there's much more unknown. And I think that will allow, well, first of all, let me say, it makes me much more excited because there's just like so much unexpected adventure. You know what I mean? It's just going to be more fun, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also, Mike being the host and him entering these situations with a lot of unknowns, the same way that the viewer is entering the episode with a lot of unknowns, Mm -hmm. will help them put themselves in Mike's shoes and hopefully that will make it a more entertaining and be easier for them to digest the information as it comes in the same way Mike is. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. I think that also this year is gonna be a lot more experiential. And so part of that will be me experiencing things that I may not have experienced before, instead of trying to get the answer I was looking for out of somebody I was talking to. And I think that's mm-hmm. a big difference. And, you know, that's, that's the difference between an interview style and experiential style where I interpret what they, what their expertise are in my own perspective by experiencing it myself. And that's what I am mm-hmm. really looking forward to when it comes to that. And I think that we'll all have these experiences that will shape us and, and hopefully will change us permanently and anybody tuning in to be able to understand that, you know, but there were moments last year that really made a difference for me that had those aha moments where it won't ever really be the same afterward. You guys must've had some aha moments that really stood out to you when it comes to health in particular. Yeah, there was many impactful moments throughout season one for me. The one that sticks out the most is unfortunately pretty doom and gloom, but it was when we first went to Nain in Labrador to monitor the sea ice with Rex and Smart Ice. My generation has grown up hearing about climate change for as long as I can remember, but to be able to witness it firsthand is completely different. And just an unforgettable experience. I agree. I'll never I'll forget going go on the ice out there and seeing how it's how it's changing and how it's so important that there's technologies being measured because the roads that they have made of ice are no longer safe. I was actually chopping up part of that episode today. It just I, I went back to it and remembering talking to Jeff Sorella, uh, the scientist who explained it all to us and just how real it really is. It's it is very eye opening. Go ahead, Braden. Yeah, I mean, I can take a different approach to you know, extracting an aha moment because, you know, there are different forms of aha moments going through the show. Like, of course there were segments where I was like, wow, this is, this is unbelievable. Or this is uh, you know, uh, this is painful to listen to almost, you know what I mean? But the biggest aha moment for me, I think happened in the Torngats, but throughout the series. And it was just, it's just something I, I would think about a lot. Um, and was, my own physical well-being and health during the time of shooting and where we were shooting. So, you know, when you're 10, 15, 20 kilometers into like a national park, you, you realize the importance of being physically fit 
um, healthy and, and and that you know nothing bad or serious is going to happen to you while you're you know in the middle of a production in a remote location. So, and I don't think I would think about that as much if the show wasn't about health and wellness. You know what I mean? So like, as soon as you as soon as you start learning more about health and wellness, you just start to immediately think about your own more regularly and like this show has actually done wonders for my life in the way that i've been i've been thinking about my health and wellness so much that i've made changes to my diet and i've made changes to my my stretching routines in the morning and and what i do on a daily basis and when i get exercise and you know that was really only the case because i i chose to to listen to people who had something to say about it so mm -hmm. i don't know my aha moment was just kind of everything right well. Well, I think you guys, I think you guys know that one of the reasons I wanted to do this was to challenge myself. I had a surgery that set me back and throughout the thing, it went from, you know, not being able to sit forward in an interview because of pain to skiing, to being out and hiking around with polar bears close by. And, and, and I think that's right. And, and, you know, you take that same appreciation for your health, which I had a bit of a scare for the first time in my life where I'm significantly older than you guys. And, you know, I realized just how lucky we are because sometimes your physical health can limit you from having experiences like that. And for me, I really appreciate that. They always say health isn't valued till it's lost. And I think that's uh, that's really true. Now, the other thing about it is, you know, we just sort of alluded to some of the places we were, you know, what were some of the most interesting places you visited? Because we saw, we went coast to coast from Newfoundland and in Labrador and even some places in Ontario. So hit me, hit me with your favorite spots. I mean, I think this is going to be a pretty obvious answer for the whole, for all of us here. I think it's the touring gats. Like that has to be the coolest spot we went, right? That was sick. Yeah. 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 I mean, everywhere we went was great in its own way. The touring gas was just like unimaginably beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have people that they're asking me like, how was the touring gats? And I'm like, I don't even really know how to answer that question. Like, you know, what, what part of it, right? Like it was just like, Man, it was so amazing to to be able to like disconnect mm. in the Torngats. Like, and it's hilarious too, because like we went up there and well, I had researched this and I was like, oh, they don't have Wi Fi, like, you know, classic, whatever. Like, and we were pumped that we were going to be like off the grid for five, six days. And the day before we get there, they installed Wi Fi. Um, uh, but we made a pact, of course, to not turn on our phones or turn off airplane mode. And it was so worth it. And like, you're you're really able to take more in when you just put your head up or if you don't have the the constant urge to check your pockets for notifications um yeah Torngats was cool and i think Bergio was really cool too just because like it like it like almost doesn't look like newfoundland like a bunch of different islands and like you know it, it has that newfoundland friendly feel from all the locals there but it's just a a really cool part of newfoundland that no one would ever just go to mm -hmm. either right so that was another, that's another thing about this show that I love is that like, we always have a hand behind us, pushing us somewhere to a new place because we had with, without purpose, why would you go anywhere? You know what I mean? So like, it, it's really cool to, to have that push to actually go and explore and, and see new things. Well, I mean, you know, I give a, a huge thank you to all the people that welcome us into their communities, because in order to tell a story that's relevant to the people of this province, we had to go and spend time with the people of this province. Happens to be one of the biggest provinces and biggest areas, bigger than most countries, you know, and so, you know, that was that was great. Another place that kind of stood out to me a bit of fun uh, was uh, Shabba Jumder's Little Cove. 
getting out there. <laughs> that was fun. So he took us out, you know, the backwoods on this quad trail, if you want to call it that. Uh, it was pretty, pretty hairy. You guys are in the back and we were in the front. And that was a really fun little one too. Yeah, that was sick. Yeah, I forgot about that. That yeah. was really fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I changed my answer. My favorite place we went was that little like dead end road in the middle of the island that we ended up in. Yeah, I bet you wouldn't say that at the time, James. <laughs> a little scary at the time. It was a little scary at the time, yeah. We did have a lot of amazing partners that supported us too because I mean, we came to people with a concept about doing a health and wellness show, but we wanted to add this adventure kind of aspect. We also wanted to do, you know, talk to experts and, and tell a story throughout the whole thing. And, you know, the community jumped on board. Interesting thing about it was the show was moved from a – time slot in the afternoon to like now prime time as a result of some of the feedback, which has been, which has been really, really great. What do you think people learned from watching the show? Like, what do you think people's biggest takeaway would be if they were to watch parts of the series or the full series? Uh, James, maybe you start this one. I think the best takeaway someone could have after watching our show would be to be conscious of your health in all aspects of life. We try to preach that health goes beyond what you usually think of when it comes to health. So it goes beyond your diet and exercise. So I think, yeah, the best takeaway anyone could have would be to just think about how any aspect of your life affects your health. That's a great point. I love that. Totally. Yeah. And to James's point about how health is diverse, um, you know, in your own life, all these sorts of aspects is... I think a key takeaway here from the show is that health is not boring. You know what I mean? Like people think health is so boring and like you say something about health and wellness and people think you're preaching or you're trying to like push a diet on them or something like that, which is true in most cases, but not in our case, you know, like health is not boring. We're proving that through entertaining TV. Like there's so many different ways you can even look at health. Like health is beautiful. It's challenging it can be perceived very differently depending on how you look at it. It can be exciting to learn about health as opposed to mm -hmm. being something that seems daunting and scary for people. And I think that that's because we learn about sickness, not about health. And, and I think that we are looking at how do people be well? How do they be better? How do they live the best life possible? And how do they take the things that they may be doing and amplify them and prioritize them and remove some of these negative things so that they don't get sick? But I think that health is actually in our, in our world, we have, you know, it's very sick oriented as opposed to wellness. And I think that's really what we're celebrating. Mm. We could talk all day long and scare the heck out of people with stats and horrible diseases. But our goal is, look, if you're healthy, then maybe some of these things could be averted. And that's, that, that's at least how I feel um, about this thing. And, you know, but we're expanding it this year to even different topics. Last year, we focused on a lot of things that were specific to Newfoundland, but this year, you know, we're going to be exploring some places and pretty exotic locations. Maybe you guys can explain what you're most excited about as we sort of we're within three weeks of leaving now. Yeah. I'm most excited to see because some of the places that we're going have like, well, for instance, Newfoundland is a very slow paced place to live. And there's nowhere really in Newfoundland where it's the opposite of that. And the places that we're going have much, much, much bigger populations. And they also have just such a diverse, uh, like diversity when it comes to, to place to place within the country. So like, for instance, like Japan, Tokyo, like I think Tokyo is going to be mind blowing in its own way, 
because it's going to be so culturally different and overwhelming and there's going to be lights everywhere and people and we're just so not used to it but we're also not used to the fact that three hours from there um you know it's mm -hmm. going to be this different way of life like it's not going to be so fast-paced can be slowed down and it's amazing that with only three hours between them they can be so vastly different so i think just like seeing these gaps is going to be really mind-blowing for us Mm -hmm. And that three hour pace, you know, can change human nature. You know, this little island in the middle of the Pacific is able to make people live longer than anywhere else. And we're a little island in the Atlantic where people are older, but made it have the lowest life expectancy in the country. And so gleaning that for me would be like, what, what makes us similar and what can we take from them that we can bring back home that can apply to us? Cause we aren't that different. And when, you know, yes, Culturally, there's a lot of differences, but when it comes to people are people are people, you know, and I think that there's going to be lessons on that one. Uh, James, what are, you, what are you looking forward to? Well, to be honest, I'm so excited to see every place we're going. Uh, I feel like it would be doing, doing the whole trip a disservice if I singled one out. But I will say the diversity geographically and culturally that we'll be witnessing and experiencing on this trip yeah, so I'm most excited about experiencing the diversity of ways to live healthy, because as I'm sure we'll find out, there isn't just one way of living healthy. And to have the opportunity to experience them personally is amazing. And on top of that, having the chance to capture it and then bring it back to my home community so everyone else can experience these different approaches of living healthy is very exciting. In a, in a way, we're really just the vessel, which is taking back this information, um, which is a big, you know, it's a privilege to be able to see it firsthand, but man, I just like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm quite grateful to be able to capture it and take it back with me. So other people couldn't, can see it because when you go on a trip and you don't document it, it was like I was saying before, how are the torn gets? I don't, I don't know how to explain that. Right. Yeah. But when I have something visually that I can show people, it's like, wow, now I really understand mm. what you were trying to do over there. So it's funny to say, like somebody said to me, I ran into somebody at a meeting today at school and they were like, I saw your show on the weekend and, uh, ah, those polar bears. And they didn't know we took that footage. I was like, of course we took that footage, saw that footage. We got a chance to be that close or at least have the drone that close and see this stuff. But I think that for me, you know, I, I am really excited because I've learned a very specific way of health and fitness and wellness over the years. Right. And that's very like Westernized in approach. Right. And that's, that's very important. And that's the way we take care of health in this region. However, like anything, it's like having a toolbox. If we can go around and for me to put more tools in that toolbox, learn other ways to help people to be healthier, that allows you to build more things. Like you got a big broad toolbox with every single tool, you can build whatever you want. And I think that's really what we're trying to do is build a repertoire for people so that they can start to be good and they can take any combination of these things and start to put them together. And I think that's going to be cool. Why do you think storytelling resonates with the audience so much when it comes to something like this? Um, I feel like it makes the viewer not think about why they're watching what they're watching. It gives someone a reason to sort of hold on to that 22 minutes or 44 minutes of time to ultimately figure out an unknown at the end of the session, right? Without a story, how are you, you know, without a story, there's going to be no, what am I trying to say here, James? Well, without, no a, without a story, you're just listening to like a lecture. You know what I mean? I see story as like the universal language that spans across culture and personal experience. 
So if we had a health show without good stories, it's not a health show. It's just health because just that's nothing. already the facts that exist, but the story yeah. is the medium that we transfer the knowledge. I agree. If we're in Bhutan studying happiness and I'm smiling and having a blast and seeing it, experiencing the culture, well, that's the best way to learn is to see somebody experiencing it. Or if it's the healing power of water and I'm in the water and I'm seeing people and with people that are being healed by the water and seeing the value of it, that's great. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and that's, I think that's what I'm looking forward to is, is I don't even know how the story is going to unfold, but I get to just go experience it. And then as a result, I'm pretty sure that all these people that have been basing their entire life's work on these philosophies are, it's pretty well rooted and it's not hard to experience it if you have the right opportunities. Another aspect of storytelling with the TV series that we're doing is that if, if you think about someone who's very knowledgeable about a subject and they can tell you all about it, but they don't tell, but they don't tell you anything about it from their perspective or their experience, you know, you're, you're not going to understand it as well. And you're not going to, find that person is credible. So by sitting down and not only extracting information off of people, but hearing their background and their story and the way that they got that information in the, in the first place is it just adds credibility to all of our guests and it, and it, it makes our show more accurate. Right. Yeah. So I think storytelling, not only is it entertaining, but it it's credible. Yeah. I think we've got a good mix of the experts that are the, you know, the, maybe the researchers or the, authors or whatever. And then you've got the people that have like gone through the, through the war themselves and they can tell you about mm -hmm. the battles. Right. And I think well, that I even think of you, you know, as the host, um, like, you know, I've heard about a dozen times what your title is, mm -hmm. but I've also heard from, you know, 10 hour car drives, how you got to that title. Right. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think about you as a completely different person rather than just Mike wall, PhD, you know, mm -hmm. now it's Mike wall, PhD who worked offshore for 10 years and went to, you know, Australia to hold a koala. Like, you know, it's these things that just like build you up as a person rather than just a title. So that's, I think that's super important. Well, I think that, that tell me if I'm wrong, but we have a, a close knit group. We're all friends. We have, I've heard James said it, you've said it, we've all said it. it's our show. It's something we're all really proud of. And then, you know, when I think about that journey, how's that going to be to be able to share that with people? Cause we're going to be able to talk about this. Cause how many times have we reflected on these stories ourselves that maybe we couldn't share with other people. So they might not understand. I think that's going to be an important part of it as well. So I'm excited for you guys to see it all yourselves. Even if you might not be as visual, you guys will be there doing it all. Right. It's going to impact us in a way that it couldn't possibly impact anyone that we tell it to. Right. Like, and like between our group, like, I think we're just going to share moments that, will only last for an instant or or something that couldn't quite be captured or feeling that couldn't quite be captured. And we're gonna carry that within our group for, for years to come, you know what I mean? So it's just gonna make us a lot closer. You know, what do you think, James? It's a labor of love from each of us for sure. And I think having the tight knit, you know, and I'll say it very loving relationship that we all have here, it really adds to the shows biggest message of promoting healthy community. I think we've developed a pretty healthy little community of our own right here. Yeah, that's so true. We, we need to have a healthy relationship in order to, you know, allow this to grow and allow this to be successful, mm -hmm. um, which can be hard to do sometimes. I think this, this trip is also going to be a challenge for us because three of us, we all have our routines. We know what makes us comfortable on a daily basis. And we are definitely going out of our comfort zone on this one. But I think season one was a really good 
prelude to this season, just because, you know, there was, there was small moments where we were put out of our comfort zone. And I think they kept kind of getting a little bit bigger, all leading up to this massive project and this, this undertaking that we're about to experience, but I'm pretty comfortable with it. I'm comfortable with you guys. I think it's gonna be great, man. I think we're gonna, man, we're we're gonna have the time of our lives capturing this. This footage is gonna be hard to top. Well, and that's it. I want to ask you guys this question before we go. It's something we're probably gonna ask all the guests that we run into, and that is, what does health mean to you? Health to me means a secure connection between my body and my mind. If they're communicating properly, then I know I'm doing okay. You know what I mean? If, if my body is hurting, but my mind knows how to fix it and vice versa, you know what I mean? Like probably more so the other way, if my mind is hurting and my body knows how to fix that, then they're communicating properly and I have a solution. So to me, I think just, I don't really know how to describe that more just being well-rounded on a daily basis and, uh, and, and yeah, not needing to do more than what's necessary to be healthy on a daily basis, you know? Sometimes that can actually lead to poorer health in a lot of ways because it leads to less balance in life. And I think that's mm-hmm. good. I got to agree with you on that statement. James, what about you? Yeah, I think we're talking about a similar thing. I would say what health means to me is the pursuit of happiness. So for me, getting up every once in a while throughout the day and playing Kadama for 15 minutes, getting my blood pumping, getting my mind racing, that makes me feel happy. And it also makes me healthier. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, that's kind of my guiding star is if it's making me happy, it's most likely good for me. There's some, there's some exceptions to that, of course, but yeah. Yeah. Question for you, James, would you say that Kandama is life? <laughs> Dama is life for Dama sure. Dama is life. Oh, okay. We can, nice. we can clip that Dama's life. <laughs> yeah. We can definitely put that in there and we're going to be going to Japan. So if everybody listening, uh, James has this uh, game called Kandama, which is a Japanese traditional game, which basically means sword and ball. It's a really cool balancing acrobatic kind of uh, yo-yo on steroids sort of thing. And, uh, and we're going to get to go to where it's from, which would be really fun. So yes, James will definitely be stoked about that one guys. Um, I know it's a, it's a really broad topic we talked about today, the creative process, what we've learned in health and wellness, what we're going to be going and going into the unknown in the next few weeks. But thanks so much for joining me today and uh, you know getting us a little bit excited before we get ready to take off. No problem. My pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you to James and Braden for joining me today and sharing the creative process behind our health and wellness series and the lessons they've learned in health. We've gained a deeper understanding for the art and skill that goes into crafting compelling stories and learn about the challenges and rewards of working on a television production that helps people. As we prep for our global filming trip to discover wellness practices around the world, it's exciting to hear how Braden and James will be applying this process to create something truly unique. They've given us a small glimpse into the future of our series and how they plan to capture the essence of health and wellness from different cultures, enriching our understanding of what it means to live a balanced and healthy life. Now, as we get ready to embark, we're quickly realizing that discovering a world of health is a creative adventure, where every story we unveil brings us closer to understanding the true essence of a balanced life. We look forward to sharing what we find. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Wall. We'll see you back here next week for another episode of The Wall Show on your VOCM.